0: of the Lord uh, this morning. Uh, If you have your Bible, we're going to jump right into the word. Amen. Proverbs 31, 31, and I will probably reference some scripture today um, just because of time and and, uh, I could spend two minutes reading uh, a scripture or I could spend two minutes uh, talking about the lesson. Or two minutes explaining what I just explained. Proverbs 31, 31. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own work praise her in the gates. And today we're going to talk about wisdom. Uh, Wisdom is something that it's okay to pray for. Uh, Has anybody ever prayed to be smart? Right. It's okay to be smart, but it's wise probably not to tell people that you're so smart. Right. Uh, There's also a stigma or something that I've always questioned and wondered about. Uh, People tell you not to pray for patience. Right. Well, maybe I shouldn't go on because I'm going to disappoint a lot of you. If you pray for patience, God's going to give you a trial. Right, You're going to go through something. If you pray for wisdom, he's going to give you hard decisions. If you pray for being smart, he's going to give you a problem to solve. So it's okay to pray for those things. It is. But be prepared. That's all. It's, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Because if you never if go through a trial or tribulations, you will not be patient. And we all need to be patient. On God, especially Amen? All right. Wisdom is good to have, but wisdom is also knowing when to use it, when to open your mouth, and when to keep it shut. Amen? I'm sure as all of you in your life surrounding, and me as being a, a minister, talking to somebody behind a pulpit, you have a message, you have something that you put in there, oh, this is going to be good. And then you come up and you start to talk about it, you say, oh, it might be wiser just not to say anything right now. Right now, because we don't want, as I was telling Matt earlier, tomatoes being thrown this way. You may be seated. Well, shake someone's hand before you do. God bless you. And, of, of course, today we are talking about godly wisdom. Uh, not just man's wisdom, because we know we can't follow man's wisdom. We look in the newspaper uh, titles today. We look in the school classroom. We look into community bars or restaurants, and we see the world's wisdom. Okay? It's complete opposite of God's wisdom. It seems unimaginable crazy flip-flop as the english say topsy-turvy it seems completely ridiculous some of the things that are produced out of man's wisdom but god's wisdom produces tangible results in our lives it's truth for my life and your life and so what i want to do today and i want to come across to put god's wisdom into action by obeying his word there is a book out called hidden figures And I thought it was cool that it brought up in our lesson today. It is, uh, you might have seen the movie or you might have read the book. Uh, It's an American dream of the untold story of the black women mathematicians who helped win the space race. Forgotten pioneers who wisely and bravely overcame multiple obstacles to help each other or help others reach the stars. Known as calculators, skilled in complex math, and of course, uh, Brother Magamo, I came to you last week and asked you about that. If and he rem- he said, "Yep, I've seen that. I've I've read that. I've heard of that." So, being a mathematician himself, he said they were kind of smart. No, I'm just, insane. I am only joking there. That was, that was just a kidding. They helped put an American into orbit. So there was a lot of pressure going around at that time, the Cold War. The Russians already put a satellite, Sputnik, right, into orbit, and also a man into space. However, these women dealt with another type of war on their home soil. They fought battles of prejudice and gender discrimination on a daily basis. Their workspace was segregated, not only in the office area where they had to work, but also up at Langley where they, I believe, where they did all the calculations in the space program up there at that time. They were even separated in the cafeteria. And we know, we know about the 60s. We know the early 70s. We know about these things. So it's nothing new for us. But imagine the smartest people, women, people in the world being segregated like that. So they had to overcome a lot of that. They were not just belittled for their race, but they were also belittled for their gender. Despite all these challenges, the women acted in wisdom, outperforming their male counterparts and finding solutions others just couldn't find. As America reached for the stars, these women mathematicians reached far beyond what anyone else thought they could achieve. Without them, the United States would not have won the space race. That is what an overflowing amount of wisdom will do for you the right way. Imagine what God can do in your life. There's a fable, the ant and the grasshopper. It shows the importance of planning for the future. When the grasshopper was playing all summer long, the ants were storing food, you might look upon them and say, "Man, those ants are doing a man—they're horrible work. Oh my God, they're sweating, right? They're just having to take water breaks and everything else. And uh, those grasshoppers—they look cool. They want—you know—that's what the world sees. that's cool. But when winter came, the grasshopper seemed foolish, and the ants seemed wise. We must not only simply think ourselves to be wise, but our actions should show it. We must choose right over wrong. We must prefer the eternal over the temporary. We must embrace wisdom and avoid foolishness. Proverbs portrays wisdom as a woman. She cries out to the, un- to the unwise in an attempt to help them change their foolish ways. And so today, for a few moments, we are actually going to be looking at some of her attributes um, of a wise woman. I think I say it somewhere else, but it just came to my mind again that just because we're talking about a woman, just like when the Bible says, "Man, he has shown me a man what is good, what is," low, it could be taken for a woman, and vice versa. Wisdom is for a man as well too. So even though it, the Proverbs actually talks and uh, portrays a woman. So at the end of the book of Proverbs, presents a woman embodying embodying wisdom. She has many attributes worth following. Her first attribute is her strong relationship with her husband, built on trust. The couple have confidence in each other. They will bring good and not evil throughout their life. In today's world of broken marriages, separations, and divorce, it is a wise lesson in maintaining relationships. Amen? Amen. All your husbands and wives, amen. Her second, and if you have a relationship with friends and coworkers and stuff, it's very wise to keep a good relationship with that. We are in our grow group on Tuesday night and we had stories about how because of your faithfulness to God, man blessed you. Because of your wisdom and your faithfulness to each other and at work and what you do, God reaches out and opens up the windows of heaven through men and blesses you. Her second attribute is her strong work ethic that helps her prepare for the future. She makes garments and works diligently through the night, often getting little sleep before rising early the next day. She makes clothes to sell or to keep if she needs to sell, uh, keep them for themselves or can be sold to use um, to clothe her husband or her household in scarlet. Uh, and her husband too, as they brace for the winter snows. She herself wears strength and dignity and does not fear for the future. Her third attribute reveals her superior insight as a businesswoman. Some people think that uh, maybe the businesses, and it has, unfortunately, not only, there, there's, there's quite a few ticks in the bad column of the human race. And one of them is how poorly women we treated and can some continue today at the home and the office out in the world it, it, it is unfavorable I should say towards women and unfortunately that is a bad thing that has happened and I will say it might even have crept into the church as well and so that's very very uh uh precarious if you want to say um Hard topic to talk about, as well, too, about that. But a woman can be an awesome business person, very wise. My wife created a, uh, I think, an Instagram page uh, about the professional apostolic businesswoman, and I think some of you have have looked at that and signed up for that, because they are a value. Women and men, both, family, are a value to not only the church but to this world as well. Oh, and if you just sit down and you probably have to just talk with Renee, there's so many blessings have come her way because of her godly appearance, her godly mouth, her talk, her attitude, and all that. She has been blessed. And I, I, even Proverbs talks about, I am proud of that because I am blessed because of that. I, I love the fact that she is blessed. While most of these efforts in, they talk about in Proverbs are centered around the household, her fourth attribute shows she cares for others in the community. She teaches and gives to the poor, offering them a helping hand. All these things that I'm saying today is what we can put together and in, in use for the kingdom of God. We can do this, not only in our families, but in our church and out into our community. So we're going to go on to that. Famous for her wisdom and faithful instruction, those who follow her wisdom use her example and teachings to get out of poverty, the Bible says. The wise woman is praised for her many abilities. Her children call her blessed. Her husband praises her because she fears the Lord. The, and, and, and let me, maybe I should walk that back. I praise Renee, I, I love that because not just that she's being blessed, but she loves God. I wanted to make sure I, I said that because I, I am not, uh, I, everything, this world, take this world, right? but give me Jesus and give me a wife that loves Jesus. The city gates honor her. Her life reveals patterns to aspire. Even though wisdom may manifest itself in different ways. Uh, Even though wisdom may manifest itself in different ways. Some may choose various methods to earn money or to meet the needs of other. All of us should follow the example of the Proverbs 31 woman and fear the Lord in everything we do. In a, in a world full, excuse me, in a world full, whenever I say that, in the world full, I always think of those commercials you hear on TV or on the radio. In a world, in a world full of life coaches, self-help books, peddlers of so-called common sense, we must dil- diligently seek the wisdom of God. And let me say this again, let me say it again. There's so many things out there that are pressuring you to be like them and this world. It, 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 just, it just makes so much sense to follow God and not the world. And, and, and I'm going to be real, real quick here, real quick. And I know you know this, but sometimes you can't, you can't convince them you can't convince the world you can't and you and so you have to be wise uh, how many meetings have you been i don't know if you do webexes and stuff at work we do that when somebody comes up and they start talking and they introduce themselves and there's three or four pronouns after that no sorry so i'm not going to speak up and say anything so i'll just kind of remain cuz that's not the place to do it is on right so you need to be wise but but I have talked to people like that, and, and, and there's just no convincing that. It's just they need God, for one. And so, of course, as, as always in witnessing stuff, the battle is not out there. The battle is here at the altar or wherever they're praying. That's where the battle is going to be fought and won. And you love them. We encourage them, and we invite them to a church, a grow group, to uh, somewhere to pray, to the church in the middle of the day. To get baptized, or whatever it is, that's where the battle is. Fighting in a spiritual realm, a spiritual arena. And so we must be wise when we interact with people that just seem so misinformed and so out there and so confused. And I know we I know we sit back and we kind of sometimes smirk and smile. And I do, I do in like. Wow, really? It's just it's funny sometimes to to think that two plus two isn't four anymore. You know, it it, it it's funny to think that. It, there's a, a law that was just passed that you cannot save a baby after a failed abortion. You can the doctor cannot go in there. I can't remember what state it was in. My, where? Montana. Montana. It just doesn't make sense. If any, and I know there's healthcare professionals here, it doesn't make sense not to save a baby or something that is hurt as a me- medical profession, professional, but as a spiritual godly w- woman and man, it doesn't make sense to th- what they're doing. They're harming themselves, their bodies are confused. So we must have wisdom when we go out into this world, when we see people every day. We have to. And it goes without saying, we must have wisdom when they start coming through our doors because that's what we want. No matter how much I can say they're confused and and, and we kind of like are, it's incredulous to think some of the thoughts that come out of these peoples, when they come through, we must use wisdom and love them, and pray for them. So we discover this kind of wisdom in the scripture. We read and obey the word of God. We find ourselves walking with the wise. Uh, we talked about Joseph this past group, this group, and we share the wisdom and perseverance of Joseph when we refuse to Temptation. We learn from the mistakes of Moses that, uh, that our motives may sometimes be good, but our methods might not be correct. They might not bring the desired results that we were thinking. We strive to be faithful followers like Joshua, learning from one of the world's greatest leader to take a bunch of slaves and make them the mightiest warriors on earth at that time. We see the power of prayer, fasting, and obedience to the word through, godly, through the godly wisdom of Esther. We recognize the important, another grow group uh, person was Esther. That, these, these grow groups have been awesome, This, this and I, we are over now, but they have been great, and I look forward to our next sessions if I just plug that in there. We recognize the importance of timing when we determine that God has called us to the kingdom of, for a specific season for such a time as this. Because of the a- example given in Proverbs 31 about this wise woman, we learn how to work with others more effectively. Amen. Isn't it great when 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 we see the result of a, of a struggle? Strong service. The, the worship team is going, just clicking. The, the, uh, the ushers just come. Everything's going right. The prayer was great. Everything's going. The Sunday school teacher, the kids are all behaving. Nothing's wrong. No sticky stuff on their fingers. And the, and the preacher just gets up there and preaches an awesome, encouraging message. Isn't it great when we work together effectively? And so we need to continue to do that. We find passages that teach us to help uh, to develop healthy relationships in Proverbs 31. Although our time on earth is short, we also learn to prepare for future by engaging in sound financial principles. I have a really good friend, Ron, up in Jacksonville. He taught one lesson on complacency kills. So that, that is a phrase in the Navy that you use. If you're complacent, you die. You could. And, and he taught about stewardship. And, and, and so I, I remembered this lesson when I was, stu- I remembered his lesson when I was studying this. To be a good steward, act now. Act now, do something. I think apostolics here at APT should have a sound financial future. Whatever that takes, it, you might be in drier sta- straits right now. But I think with wisdom and help from others even, you can get out of that. Same with you're going through a trial, a tribulation. I believe, I firmly believe in reaching out to pastor, to reaching out to a friend. Maybe you have a best friend here in the church that if they give you sound wisdom. And if you're that receiver of somebody coming and saying, I don't know what to do, pray and make sure wisdom comes out. It's so easy, especially friends. That's why it's kind of sometimes it's tough to talk to friends because, you know, they're on your side best friends aren't, best friends aren't, best friends are going to tell you what to do, whether you like it or not, wisdom, the world has many books, but only one book, the Bible, that has the fullness of wisdom, we are truly, that we truly need to navigate this life, and and also the life to come, we should not allow the greatest book of wisdom to lie on a shelf somewhere dusty, we need to dust that off we need to take it out we don't need that app to go dormant on our on our phone if that's what you use to read or your ipad we need to continue to read to seek the face of god to seek his wisdom by reading his word the bible says the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom we display this respect or reverence if you will through faith in jesus christ However, Jesus demands more than us just signing a guest card, filling out a form, shaking a pastor's hand, talking to somebody that way, and then going our merry way and, and just living like we, we always have lived. He, he, he wants us to be more than that. Even when we repent or not baptize in the name of Jesus and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, we still have work to do. Our reverence for the Lord must be displayed through our actions. There, up here, especially out there in this world, we got to display our reverence for the Lord. Texans have a saying about people who are all talk and no action. Anybody know what that saying is? He's all hat and no cattle. In other words, you can go to the local Western store there in Amarillo and buy the 10-gallon hat, the big belt buckle, and the sharpest pair of boots. And they may look the part, but the proof is in the pudding. When they fail to hold onto the hat and their buckle won't hold their jeans and they don't see the snake in their boots, trouble gonna come. Because they didn't know what to do with those articles of clothing. They came to Tame, Texas. Texas tamed them. I would do a John Wayne impression, but that might not be wise right now. A lot of Christians are the same way. They may dress in their Sunday best, carry the Bible right next to the heart, and as they enter the church building, they, oh, praise the Lord. Taste and see that the Lord is good, Matt. Look at me. I know my scripture. I know my word. But appearances can't hide the lack of humility and the deficit of inward holiness and no amount of outward holiness. And without stepping on our pastor's toes at all, I don't want to do that, so I probably will because I just said that. He has been preaching about holiness. If it ain't on the inside, nothing on the outside matters. I'm telling you, it ain't. So it, it won't. It won't work. It doesn't do that. You need to have it here in your heart, in your soul, in your body. You need, when you speak, you need to portray holiness, reverence to God, his word. And you know what? It's kind of like the world. We can't go out and make them do anything. And the pastor, a bishop, myself, our ministers, your, your best, they, we, we can't make you do anything. You need a close, godly relationship with God. I cannot put anybody into heaven, Brother Bruce, I can't. And, and many times, and you might, I'm sure you've been there in the same situation, You've given a Bible study, and the person you're giving a Bible study to has been talking to their mom, and their mom dies without getting Baptized. And this, so there's that question. Where are they going? What are they doing? Oh, they're going to hell. No, you can't say that. You can't say that. But I will tell you that God gave me uh, an answer, an information that God, I said, God sees the heart, the honest heart. That's how I can appease people. I, you can't put them into heaven or hell. They they didn't ride their shirt tails, but that person does not need to know at that moment. Right then, maybe a little bit later, about, you know, the Bible says this. So you have to use wisdom in all aspects of life and everywhere because it's tough. Sometimes God gives you the green light, and you can just be, you know what? We've been talking. We're like best friends, or you're my family member, or you're my best friend at work. And yeah, unfortunately, no. You know, if God gives you the green light, though. So I hope I'm making a little sense there and don't want to step on anybody's toes or, or go, go over uh, my boundaries here. Like the disciples who, who could not take Jesus' hard sayings, people that dress the dress but don't walk the walk, they put down the Bible when they read something that offends them. They quickly run out of popular verses of scripture to quote because they have not engaged in diligent study of the word while we may say the proof is in the pudding and the texas may say all hat and no cattle jesus's wisdom is justified of her children in other words wisdom is justified by what it produces sometimes uh sometimes things seem to be wise or right but they fizzle out how many have ever i don't know how many times man, this is going to be the right decision. I'm going to do this, and I feel like it. I really do. I feel like it. I prayed a little bit about it, and, and, and then I realized that God's like, yeah, but I didn't answer, <laughs> right? And then you're like, okay. But you know what? It's okay. I'm still in church, right? I mean, I mean, no, that's good. I'm not being sarcastic or anything. It is because I was like, okay, I learned. I learned from that. All right, this next time I'm, gonna, I'm not going to break the door down. I'm going to let it open, you know, or, or stuff like that. So it, 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 sometimes we do have our, our path or our, our, our decisions kind of come to a stop and fizzle out. And maybe we weren't as wise as we thought we were. Wisdom always withstands the test of time. Like the Proverbs 31 woman, wisdom's children rise up and call her blessed. We must not simply follow the uh, theoretical teachings of wisdom but we must practically engage in her teachings in our lives too when we come to the house of God we may honestly say we lack wisdom we it's okay we can say that and sometimes like that young cowboy that went to that western store we might even feel like a pretender like the rich young ruler we may need to go a little bit further in our walk with God However, the good news is if we continue to follow the Word of God and preaching and teaching of the ministry, we will be faithful servants to God. It just takes time, effort, putting our trust in the Lord. I haven't heard it in a long time, but a new Christian can't eat steak. Even though some of them look, they want to. Man. They're bouncing all over the place. You know, you get somebody just full of the Holy Ghost. I is one. Man, I was out mowing the grass the next day at the church in Oxnard, California. Just going, what can I do? What can I do? I only had a couple of weeks because I was going to the Navy. And so I was like, I got to get this. I got what can I do? What can I do? Let's go. Let's go door knocking. And then I realized I didn't like door knocking that much. Many of us stick around because we have tasted Matt, and seen that the Lord, he is good. See, I I knew I was going to bring that up sometime. Chefs can work hard to use all the right ingredients, right? But sometimes grandma's biscuits are just better than your concoction that you made. All All right, sometimes it's just a little bit better, all this fancy stuff. Now, give me... Give me mom's biscuits. Great technologies in the world seem amazing, yet they were produced by the same ingenuity and diligence that led to the wheel, that led to the wagon, the airplane, the car, and now we have these electric cars and so forth. Yes, some parts of the formula may change and seem more advanced, but the essential parts of the recipe for success will always remain. Put a little buttermilk in that. Put a little salt in there. Put flowers in your hand when you, when you need the dough. Something is genuine and authentic about the recipe of God and his wisdom for us. Something is truly genuine. Some do fail to learn the lesson of wisdom. They want the blessings now without any cost in the present or the future. Well, one of the things I said in the beginning of this message, when you pray for wisdom, God's going to give you a decision to make. When you pray for patience, God's going to give you something to be patient about. Some people don't want that. They want it now. They want it here. They want it right away. And what is the message, I believe, we heard one day sitting in here at a YouTube thing? Maybe God's answer is wait. Many in Jesus' day wanted a Messiah to come here and just conquer everybody. To have a crushing victory over the Romans. And establish a new kingdom. They thought that the divine power of the Messiah would require a little sacrifice, just a little bit, on his on their part or his part, and how wrong they were. Jesus could have chosen the easy way out. He even prayed for that cup, remember, to pass from him in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus could have proclaimed all of our sins forgiven, right? He could have just done it. But he knew that the law required a sacrifice. Jesus proved his love by dying on that cross for us. He not only showed his love for us, but he also revealed that our actions should be motivated by love. We must do the right thing for the right reasons. In defending the values of wisdom, we can see the wisdom displayed and motivated by the love, by that love that can change the world forever, for some. We must show our faith in God. We must demonstrate our love for him through consistent Godly actions. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just reiterate that again because we have to show our love for God out into the world. And I, I like I guess I like using the word it goes without saying we need to do it here in the church as well. I love God. I want him. Yeah, I have bad days, but I, I love God. Yeah, you might see me having a bad day, but I love God. I want I want God. And a good friend, Roger, come and grab me, take me in the kitchen, and say, what's going on? Snap out of him. He's never done that, but he, he can. Each day we need to follow a wise path and develop our relationship with the Lord through prayer, reading, meditating in the word, and being faithful to church. We must show our love for the Lord by loving others. We should love our brothers and sisters in Christ. Galatians 6 says, let us do good to all men, especially unto them that are the household of faith, like the Proverbs thirty-one woman. We should provide our families. Uh, we should provide for our families and the household of faith. We should also love our neighbors and help those in our community. I think this church as a whole has done that, and uh, through this last month or so with that hurricane, I think we got together. But as individuals, we need to do the same as well. We need to reach out to our community, to our neighbors. Yes, they need the Holy Ghost, but they also need food and clothes and support. James told us uh, the importance of having faith and works. In Proverbs 31, woman did not simply feed the needy. She also taught the principle of wisdoms that made her successful. I'm going to end about another woman this is a, a story, a real life story of an elderly lady who walked through the local grocery store and she'd walk up and down the aisles and uh, this is in a, a, a town that uh, normal maybe inner city town and she would greet people and talk to them and give them advice and smile at them and kind of show them the, the new moms where to buy the best formula or what to do with your kid. Here's some toys for that. Probably tried to help people when they're buying the Powerball. May, hey, maybe you shouldn't waste your money on that. Maybe you should save it for another, another time. She tried to brighten everyone's day. Her hair grew a little grayer over the ears. Her smile never dimmed, though. She lost her husband with sadness, but she had the courage to go on despite the loneliness. The local supermarket was a place for her to gather supplies and connect with others. Some heeded her wisdom, some ignored it. Those who disliked it, though, wouldn't tell her to her face. They just mumbled under their breath and said, yeah, she, I don't need that, you know. She don't know what she's talking about. As she advanced in years, she began to decline and so did the neighborhood. She remembered the day she went up to the store and there was um, yellow tape around it where there was a robbery. And that was happening more and more and the owner decided, I am out of here. He sold, he retired, sold the business, changed ownership. And one day it happened. The unthinkable happened. She came to the store. She didn't want to leave. This was her neighborhood. She loved it. She loved the people there. And she was putting her groceries in the car when two thugs came and pushed her down. She hit her head. And as she's there bleeding, one of them turned to the other, who was getting ready to help her up, because you know they were just trying to get the groceries in and they stole her car. No, she's just an old lady. She she's just an old lady. She means nothing. She died from these injuries. but she wasn't finished with life. Let's stand. People in the neighborhood were surprised to learn of the woman's wealth through her saving, sewing clothes for others, even tending a garden to limit the groceries she had to buy. Just as she had given vegetables to others, she donated her savings after her death and her will to the neighborhood. She provided funds for the community center, an educational program or two, and also to restore the beaten-down, dilapidated library that was in their area. The old woman that so many ignored became a local celebrity. Even the man who knocked her down turned himself in because he was overcome with shame for hurting the wise old woman. He only... Wish that he had heeded the advice of this lady, Wisdom, before it was too late. Even though she passed away, she continued to speak a wisdom that could not be dimmed by death. I do pray for Wisdom. I pray to say the right things. I pray that, to preach or teach the right things. I pray, to t- pray for Wisdom to talk to my family, that is tough. You need all the wisdom. You need the patience. You need that, the ability to do that. Amen. So I do pray for wisdom because I want, I, I want to be remembered as somebody. Why is, okay, that's not egotistical. That's narcissistic. That's just, I want to. I, because in the wisdom of mine come, is from God. When you see me, you see God. That's what I want to happen. Why don't we go before the Lord right now? Let's pray. God bless us with wisdom that we may go out into this world, Lord, and reach the lost, and teach the lost, and feed the lost, God, and support the lost, God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I love God, amen, I, I pray that you seek wisdom from God in decisions in your life, important decisions that you might come to face with this week, I'm prepared, I've been praying, God, give me, give me the wisdom to make decisions in my life in my family's life, at work, in my community, with my neighbors. Oh, I was promised by more than one neighbor. They were showing up to our church. So I'm praying that they do. But I'm not going to knock on the door and say, where were you? So I'm going to pray God's going to give that time. So, and I know the same with you, too. There's many people that have, were affected by the wisdom of this pastor of this church during hurricane and helping people and and those fruits are going to come in. we're going to reap that
1: in Jesus name god